Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pequinell and I'm joined, as always, on a Saturday by Randy, Andy, Datsun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Chopper. You, sa- you sounded so unenthusiastic. Mm. Oh, I'm here well, again. I've just had the worst protein bar I've ever eaten in my life, but I'll tell you more about that in the uh, in the outro. Oh, is that is that the tease for no. the outro? The outro is something else, <laughs> but this is oh, this is this is. It's, it's the same topic. Okay, so. so we have, for a tease for the outro, mm. we have a brand new Datsun World problem mm. from the man Andy Datsun himself coming in the outro of this show. But first we need to talk about SmackDown. We need to be talking about uh, this gauntlet match, tag team gauntlet match that happened on SmackDown. And is it going to be the start of Otis Mania? Here's the show. Let's talk about this gauntlet tag team match mm-hmm. that took place on last night's episode of SmackDown. This was the main event, and this lasted about half an hour total. Yeah. Half an hour, 35 minutes. About as long as you want. Yeah, uh, and it started off with... Well, we'll talk about the whole kind of story to start with, because earlier on in the night, uh, we had a women's tag team match between Fire and Desire and Carmella and Dana Brooke. Yes. And Dolph Ziggler came out with Fire and Desire, and spoilers for that match... Caused a distraction, allowing uh, Mandy Rose to hit her knee for the win. Yes. Poor, um. poor Otis. Uh, and then later on, backstage, Otis and Tucker are back there. Otis spots Mandy Rose, and despite Tucker being like, no, we talked about this, don't do it, man. He goes over and says to Mandy Rose, hey, I'm, I'm sorry for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, I got a text saying that you were running late, but I'm sorry. And she says, no, it's too late, mate. Just, yeah. 
It, too, late. too late. Too little. Too late, Otis. Too you should have said late. something earlier, which I kind of get. Like, it wasn't her fault. Because mm. I mean, clearly someone's been using her phone. Um, Sonia Deville. But, yeah, I mean, it's just too late. You, you, it's you, too late. You can't just wait two weeks. If, you, if there's a girl you like and she likes you, you can't just like go, oh, well, I'm a bit embarrassed about this whole thing. You've got to face your fears. Take initiative. Take initiative and just take ownership of the fact that, yeah, it might not have been your fault, but, yeah, you, you upset her. So you've just got to, got to tell her that you did something wrong. Take ownership. No. <laughs> I flipped the tables on no. this one. I did the bad pun today. No, but that wasn't a pun. Yeah, it was. Ownership and Otis. Otership. Otership. Don't, Otership. don't sound the same. Ownership, Otership. You wait, I've got a good one for this match. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, yeah, so then she says, uh, a woman doesn't like to be stood up like that and walks off. Mm. Poor Otis. And then we get to the main event, which was this gauntlet match, and it started off with the New Day against Heavy Machinery. And the whole through line of this whole gauntlet match is Otis. Well, heavy machinery, but also The Otis. crowd just loves Otis, and they just yeah. want him to be in the match as much as possible. Totally. Tucker's great. Tucker was like, he's, I think... Tucker's really good. I actually good. think, out of the two, Tucker is the better wrestler, mm. but Otis is so charismatic... So over, isn't he? ...that people just want him to be in the ring. And you saw that every single time. As Tucker was in the ring, people were like, yeah. But then as soon as they, everyone noticed that Otis was noticed... No, yeah, <laughs> noticed <laughs> um, Otis. I think we both noticed at the same time. Got to the apron. We Everyone that. went, "Oh, I want this one." No, this is well, this is what I want to happen. Um, and yeah, and they just kind of ran through everyone. Yeah, it was really strange. It started off with New Day versus Heavy Machinery, and I was just thinking, okay, well, they're going to have a nice opening match, but the New Day are going to win this because it's New Day are going to win. Mania is a year on from Kofi Mania, and this backstage segment took place right before this first match between yeah. New Day and Heavy Machinery and the commentators were putting yeah. over Otis, how is Otis going to focus? He's just had this thing yeah. with Mandy Rose. So I thought Otis is going to be distracted. Maybe like Mandy would come out on the stage or like Ziggler would come out yeah. or something like that. Cause distraction, yeah. New Day's going to win. They go on in the gauntlet match. That's what I was going to say. But no, after a few minutes, they just won. Yes. Like, with a good like, like, like clean. Just straight up clean. Yeah. They, they, they just won with a compactor. They pinned Big E, yeah. not Kofi this time. And and they just won. I was like, yeah. oh, okay then. Uh. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I don't mind you trying. I mean, like the new day. No, don't, the new day cool. don't need build. They're, they're going to be the top. They're one of the two top tag teams on SmackDown for however they, long they want to be. So I don't mind them taking a win. Uh, so try taking a loss. And it just yeah, it kind of it starts the match off with a oh, okay. Well, we're getting something different to what I was expecting. And I, yeah. that, that's good. And that's great. It, yeah, that's good. So. Uh, and then I put, uh, Heavy Machinery just eliminate New Day clean. Uh, didn't see that coming. Ziggler's going to cost Otis, isn't he? Mm. Was my next no. I was right. Uh, spoilers. Uh, after that, it was Lucha House Party. They came out next. Did some uh, flips. Did some flippy stuff. They got a fair amount of time. They got you yeah. know, five, six minutes or so. Yes, I mean, so the report is that they are basically, they were never going to be in this match, mm. but then... WWE realized the Revival are not going to resign, so they had to go, crap, we need another tag team. Uh, Lucha well, House Party. Lucha House Party or B Team. Uh, Lucha House Party, all right then. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, Lucha House Party came out. They got a decent amount of time. They got, you know, five, six minutes, like I said. Uh, but then Otis pinned Lindsay Dorado off the Caterpillar. Mm, I was saying to Pete, imagine being told before a match, 
Oh, so, so what's the finish? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna get pinned by a, a caterpillar. <laughs> All right. I like the caterpillar. At least I'm on TV. I mum. like the caterpillar. Yeah, but it's, it's not a fun move. It's not, not a, fi a finisher. People's elbow. It's not a finishing move. Love no. the people's elbow. It's not a finishing move. Um, the Usos came out after Lucha House Party, and I was like, ah, right, this is where Heavy Machinery Story is going to end. Yes. So they're going to want the Usos to come back. The Usos got less time than Lucha House Party. But, they uh, got about they got a minute. two minutes. I mean, it went through, It was they came out, and then it was a, an ad break yeah. straight away. So they probably got a few minutes in there. But as soon as they came back from the ad break, it started just moving along, moving yeah. along. A couple of super kicks. But then Tucker just rolls up to one of the Usos in a crucifix pin. It was like the end of WrestleMania 35. Yeah. Mm. And then... But less botched. But less botched. And the shoulders were actually on the mat. Mm. And then they just pinned the Usos as well. Yeah. I was like, oh! <laughs> okay! I don't know what's happening anymore. Thankfully, they're not going to repeat this spot because that was so so surprising. Right? That they would never repeat it. They would never repeat hey, what that. What happened in the next in the next one? Spot. Miz and Morrison came out. Yeah. And after a few minutes, yeah. Tucker rolled up Miz. What? Morrison. Oh, but I just said one that that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Oh. They would never repeat the spot. This time, it wasn't a crucifix spin. It was a schoolboy. Oh. So it's very different. I do like schoolboys. But it was very much the same kind of thing. Miz and Morrison came out as tag team champions, don't forget. They came out, beat down on Tucker and mm. Owens for a little bit, and then he just rolled them up. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then afterwards, because they're heels, yes. beat down heavy machinery afterwards. They put Otis through the barricade, and I was like, of course yeah. they did. They're going, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I didn't realize. I thought this was a gauntlet match. I didn't realize that this, that this was a tauntlet match. That was bad. That was quite good. That was um, bad. And so they, they put Otis through a barricade. It looks like, okay, well, that's Otis done for the night. Everyone was sort of thinking, oh, well, he's, he's written off. Mm -hmm. um, so, so just, just Tucker left. Yeah, so out come Ziggler and Rude. Ziggler and Rude as the last entrance in the gauntlet match, which is just great what story. Everyone wanted. Yeah. In a kayfabe world, how would you choose that? What a coincidence, mm. etc. Um, but uh, yeah, Rude and Ziggler last is great. Mandy's watching backstage just before uh, oh, Ziggler goes out. Tiny little TV compared to It's just to above the little entrance, but it's yeah. fine. Uh, she's just watching it, just kind of going, oh no, Otis in the barricade, that's bad. And Ziggler kind of comes in, turns her away from the TV, she goes, eh, don't worry about that guy. You don't mind watching him. And while they're doing that, by the way, glitches on the TV. Ooh, Ooh. Mustafa Ali. Yep, lots more glitches on this episode. Um, but then after that, they come out, they beat the hell out of Tucker while Otis is still out. Mm -hmm. um, but then very, very slowly, Otis mm. starts getting back to his feet. Yeah. And as soon as there's a first sign of life from Otis, the crowd just start yeah. going wild. They're like, Otis, we must have him. So yeah, he starts getting to his feet, starts making his way round to um, to uh, the, the apron. He gets on and Tucker very slowly starts working his way back, working yep. his way back, gets the hot tag. Otis is going wild. The crowd are loving it. They just want to see Otis win. And uh, he manages to take down both Rude and Ziggler. And he's like, yeah, I'm being amazing. But then Ziggler gets on a tag on blind Rude, tag, yeah. a blind tag that Otis doesn't see. And Otis lines up for the caterpillar on uh, Robert Rude, does the little caterpillary goodness, yeah. gets to his feet, eats a super kick from Dolph Ziggler, and Ziggler pins Otis to win the match. So Rude and Ziggler are going in last in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. I thought it was great. And then Michael Cole goes, okay, bye. 
<laughs> yeah, it was like, Rudy Ziggler going and lost the Elimination Chamber, please watch on Sunday, okay, bye! Yes, it I was think a very quick it slightly show, overran. I think so, yes. Because Michael Cole, it was as if he was falling down a hole very slowly. <laughs> and he was just, whoa! <laughs> Goodbye, please so, watch on Sunday! Uh, yeah, but uh, it really, fit. I mean, the, the report is that it's going to be Otis against Ziggler at WrestleMania, which... Hopefully. It, I mean, they haven't made a match for Elimination Chamber, and that was kind of the last time they could make it before WrestleMania. So I think this is going to be a big kind of blow off. Mandy's probably going to be at stake somehow. Um, it'll be like, oh, if Rotus wins, she'll go, oh, Rotus, I'm so sorry. Or the whole story will come out that, that it was Sonya, uh, Shields. Mandy's going to help Otis win. Yeah. And you can Mania. Almost, you And can, then they'll kiss in the middle of the ring. It's going to be great. And then Otis will uh, propose to Mandy. <laughs> yeah. They'll just escalate it. And then more it will be. Total Mandy on some kind of American TV show where they have to replay this thing like a Total Bellas uh, sequel. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I thought this was a great Gauntlet match. Very surprising results. Yeah. I did not think Heavy Machinery would get that far when I first saw the New Day Heavy Machinery first match. Uh, I don't know how to feel about Usos and Miz and Morrison just getting rolled up. Yeah. I, I think it. If I'm going to be nitpicky, because I did very much enjoy this, this is very much a nitpick. I would have preferred it if it was a little bit more creative with the pins. So it was like, yeah. if you're going to do a shock roll up for one of them, don't do it for the other. And maybe have some sort of shenanigans or miscommunication or yeah, something yeah. like that that just provides an opportunity that they capitalize on rather than just like, they rolled them up. It, yeah, because it was kind of like, oh, so they're on top. Oh, oh, okay. So they 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 lost. won. Yeah, yeah. Which is like it, it's a shock. Like whoa, they pinned him. Mm. But it only works so many times. Because I mean, it worked on New Day for the first one. So you're like, oh my god, they just pinned the New Day. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And you could do maybe a shock roll up against Miz and Morrison. I think that's a really good justification for them beating them up afterwards. Would have preferred something a little bit more creative for the Usos, maybe. But like I said, it's a nitpick. Really enjoyed this Gauntlet match. Great story. Otis is super over. Is this a start of Otis Mania? I think so. I think not. Yeah. This isn't Kofi Mania levels. He's not going to get this, you know, no, he's, huge. He's, 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 not, he's not beating Goldberg at no, WrestleMania. No, no, he's not. But I think this could be one of the most over matches on WrestleMania just because yeah. there's going to be so many people that just want to see Otis win and, and beat do up his, Do his slappy tummy and things yeah, like that. And so start yeah, shucking I, I and think, jiving and I think everything that's else. Happen, so. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I'm. I'm I think this was an effective an effective gauntlet match. It built yeah. a guy that we all want to see at Mania now. So, yeah, I thought it was great. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now we have to say thank you to some very fine people, and that is our lovely Pledge Hammers on Patreon at the mm. 25 and above dollar tier. Uh, if you haven't been to Russ Talk's Patreon yet, you should. Patreon.com slash Russ Talk. Get a load of extra bonus content, including extra podcasts, etc. We've just uploaded um, the one that they did for February, which is a show that I've now forgotten. Elimination Chamber 2014? Yes. It definitely was. Luke and Ollie reviewed that for Russ Talk Extra, which you can listen to. Um, and the poll is now up uh, for Wrestle Talk Extra for March. The winner right now that they're going to be reviewing for March, it looks like, is going to be WrestleMania 26, which includes The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels when Shawn Michaels retired. Um, and also Bret Hart versus Mr. McMahon. Woo! Uh, anyway, yeah, there's loads of other perks over on our Patreon page. And if you pledge at the 25 and above dollar tier, you get a custom wrestling name, which gets read out on a show just like this. So thank you to Jack Daniels on the Carl Rocks. Yeah. And you get a cheap pop. Heroic Hector Mercado. Woo, yes. Is it not Mercado? Mercado? Mercado. Mercado. Bad connection, Thomas Lagdon. Oh, I get it. It's good. The Redneck. Dennis Hicks. Woo! Yes, the redneck. Never wrong, Tyler Wright. Ah, because oh, he's, he's right. never wrong. The incredible Tarzo. Woo! Tarzo. Spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. That's a reference to things. Yes, it is, probably. Yo, Adrian. Rocky. Woo, yes. The jester, Ryan Kester. Ah, oh, that rhymes. Ross. Pooper Scooper Cooper. It's ah, one of my favorite names. It's great. The man who wears the gold. The man recognized by SWAT Nation International as the 24-7 champion. Our legend. Yeah. Oh, yes. And finally, he's one of a kind. Ket. Nice. Yes. Very good. Well, thank you very much to all our pledge hammers. So before we get into uh, reviewing the rest of the show... Are you thirsty? Very. I'm glad you asked, because we're sponsored by Beer 52, and I'm going to go ahead and have one right now. Which one are you going to get, Pete? Uh, let's I reckon. see I reckon the Tiny Rebel. That one's got mango in it. You're a, big fru- you're, you're a bit fruity. That's I am fruity. Yeah. Mango. Let's have this one. 
Okay, uh, so t tell me what it's like, Datsun. Well, so with every uh, crate you get, you get this wonderful kind of tasting guide. It tells you all about beer. It's got loads of really mm. interesting things. It talks to you all about sort of local breweries and things. And this oh, one um, is from Tiny Rebel, which is founded in Brad's Garage in 2012. Brad and Gaz set out to produce their most exciting and experimental craft beer in the UK. After winning multiple awards, it quickly realized um, there was a love for its beer and brand worldwide. Tiny Rebel has just one rule, never just make vanilla ice cream. And the tasting notes, which you are will be tasting right now, uh, a result of Brad's family vacation, as he now calls it, to the US. A very punchy hop profile blending with the mango to create a bitter floral base accentuated by sweet mango flavors with a color that will make you think you're drinking a popular breakfast fruit juice. You know what? Mm? It's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, like genuinely, that is a very nice. Pete's beer. not much. Pete doesn't always drink beer, but uh, he clearly, that's a good one. It is and, a very good one. Uh, it with, is very fruity. I like it. With uh, with every crate, you also get some snacks, which I oh, will yeah. be sampling. Uh, this you one, you get uh, roasted chickpeas, sweet chili flavor, nice. high in protein. That's good. For me. <laughs> you need protein. Am, that's good. I'm trying to gain weight. At the so moment, while so, you're having uh, that snack. If you go down in the description, beer52.com slash WrestleTalk, you can get a free case of craft beer. One of these things, uh, and you, all you have to do is pay for postage, which is £4.95 yeah. if you're in the UK. Uh, and if right now as well, WrestleTalk viewers get, a, get two extra beers. So that's 10 beers. 10 beers for £4.95. All you have to do is pay for postage. It signs you up for a monthly subscription. You get mm -hmm. one of these boxes sent out to you every month, which can be cancelled at any time. And like Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club mm. thing, whatever you want to call them. But I like Luke in Luke. the office, he's subscribed to Beer 52 for years. They're a really great service. I've subscribed to them before as well in the past. They are really great, yeah. genuinely. If it's not so, for you, it's a great present. Ollie got it for his dad exactly. for Father's Day. Yeah. And yeah, just uh, it's a really great thing to have. And it is. I was going to get it for my brother, and then my brother became um, a celiac, so he, he couldn't drink oh, it. <laughs> unfortunate. So make but, sure um, that doesn't yeah. happen if you are buying it as mm. a present. But, but uh, uh, yes, no, beer52.com/slash Russell Talk. These are really nice. And you get a snack and a magazine with every box as well. So do it. Get your free beers. Beer52.com slash WrestleTalk. Mm. This is very good. Down it. I will not. We have a show to do. <gasps> Speaking of the show, let's get into talking about the rest of it. Uh, so this SmackDown opened up with uh, a recap of the Cena and Fiend match S announcement seemed. last week. Yes. Which is still really stupid. Even in video mm. package form, it's really dumb. Yeah. Um, but then the actual show opens up with a moment of bliss with Bliss and Cross. Uh, I'm actually going to put these down there, distracting me. Oh, these other beers that are in there. Um, yeah, she introduces uh, the NWO after listing off the other people that are going in, including new inductee JBL. Mm. And Nikki says, I'm the Bella Twans. And all the Americans thinking, what the hell is a twang? <laughs> um, but the, the Bella Twans are in it. And uh, yeah, out come the NWO looking so uninterested in what's going on. Also, it's the NWO without Hogan. Yes, that was confusing. They mention Hogan. They say he's not there. And then Corey grows, oh, he was the kind of guy who started he's it He's like the most important one. It was like, well, why is he not here well, then? Well done for burying the other three. Yeah. You've got to say, 
Kevin Nash looks amazing, doesn't he? He's one of he's a handsome, uh, handsome, he's a handsome older chap. gentleman. Yeah, and I genuinely still think looks he's brilliant. got more attractive the older he's got. Oh yeah, it's weird well, since he's got rid of that horrible ponytail yeah. and stuff. Um, X Pac looks great. Yep. Scott Hall, I mean, amazing recovery from what he was totally. like a few years ago. So it's, it's it's really cool to see them. They, and they've still got like charisma and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. And Scott Hall, you could tell he was having a brilliant time. He was just saying stuff. He like. was just yeah. He was just on the mic because he could be. Um, uh, this was pretty awkward though. This whole segment. Yeah, you because Alexa was just like, uh, Sean, do we call you Sean? Do we call you One Two Three Kid? Do we call you X Pack? And he was like, Why don't you just call me a Hall of Famer? And uh, there wasn't a Hall of Famer. It was Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Um, mm. And you could almost, you could kind of tell Scott Hall had no idea who either of those two people were. Yeah. Um, but Nikki kind of goes, "Oh, I'm a massive fan of yours. Can I have a selfie?" And just sort of walks over and takes a selfie. And it's a bit kind of, what? Yeah, this, is the, bit, this uh, is the NWO. I, I would, I would preferred it on a slightly more serious chat show because, like, the, the moment, I mean, moment of bliss is a bit of fun. I would have preferred it on like a, I don't know. A, Talk is like no, no. What was Jericho's thing that he used to have? Highlight like, reel. Highlight reel, um, or like the the uh, Miz's one. <laughs> I don't. Know. Miz TV. I'm not very good at my job. No, um, apparently not. Or Miz TV. Something like that because they're cutting edge. Yeah, they're a bit. Truth TV. They're a bit more serious. Whereas this is kind of like they're just sort of King's Court. sitting there fangirling. Piper's Pit. You're just saying things now. They're all legitimate talk the Jerry shows. Bring a show. Um, and you kind of were waiting for something to happen, and they clearly <laughs> ran out. They, of things they all to just say. ran out with things to say because I think they probably because they're the NWO, the Click and all that stuff. They, they, really they probably scripted. yeah they probably got a bit of leeway to just be like ah go out there and say what you want kind yeah. of thing. But then they all just kind of went like, anyone else gonna anyone else gonna say anything for a little yeah. bit? It's a really awkward pause for like ten seconds, and someone clearly in the back was like ah music. Yeah. And just jammed the button for Sami Zayn to come out. So Zayn and Cesaro and Nakamura all came out. Zayn says they need to stop living in the past and start talking about the future. <gasps> Goldberg. Goldberg. You, you aware what happened at Super Showdown? Come on now. Uh, he's the heel for saying that, by the way. Mm. Um, so yeah, NWOT's fighting Zayn and... Cesaro and Nakamura, and they're like, oh, we could drop you in a second. That's Zayn saying that. Uh, but then they're like, ah, we won't fight you, heels. Uh, Strowman comes out, and he beats up Cesaro and Nakamura individually because they don't run at him at the same time because they're apparently video game baddies. Uh, and then Zayn gets cornered, caught between a rock and a hard place, or in this case, a brawn and an NWO place. Yeah. Uh, but then he uses Alexa Bliss as a human shield to escape out of the ring and manages to get up the ramp where Braun throws a chair and a table at him. What was she in this scenario? With the rock or the hard place? Neither. Oh. She's just... Alexa. She's also there. Okay. Cool. There's, yeah. a, there's a rock and a hard place yeah. I and mean, an it Alexa. Was a, it, was, it was quite a funny move, like the whole sort of human, human shield, shield thing. Because yeah. like then obviously not well, going to go, well, so I'm just going to clear out Alexa as well. Something I would have liked, I think it would have got a big pop, is if he tried to use Alexa as a human shield and she just punched him. I, would have I think that would have been funny. I would have liked it if Sammy had just picked her up and <laughs> thrown her at, <laughs> at Braun, who had caught her and gone. And then you have a throwback to Team their, Little Big. Exactly. They could have gone and go, right. oh, I got you still. Yeah. Put her down. I would have loved See, that it. that would have been funny. If you picked her up and gone, yeet. That, and then, that would have been very funny. Yeah. However, I still think he should have tried to like get behind her as a human shield. And she just like breaks out and just 
clocks him one and he rolls out the ring. Yeah. So like he still gets hit, but it's not like, oh, he got beaten up or anything like that. He just took a hit because he mm. was a moron. Uh, I would have liked that, but it was still cool. Um, after that, I'm, I'm not really excited for that match though. It didn't, this didn't make me more excited for no. the three-on-one handicap match not at, at on all. Sunday. Um, then we got a rematch from last week, Naomi and Lacey Evans versus Banks and Bailey. This four reasons. looked like a bad fancy dress party. <laughs> it looked like dancer girl, I'm American, emo and rapper. Yeah, a little bit actually. Yeah. Yeah. And like, to be honest, the match itself was actually quite good. I, I yeah, quite enjoyed yeah. the match because f all four of them are really good workers. Totally. But I don't want to see them in tagging against each other. I want to see them as single stars. I kind of mm. get. I know that you have to do tag matches now and then to build a feud. But we had this last week, and we're probably going to get it again next week. Probably. Um, but the interesting thing for me came slightly later in the show. I wouldn't mention it because it's such a small segment. Mm -hmm. We'll mention it now. Bailey and Sasha were backstage because they, they won the match um, earlier in the day. Um, and they're backstage kind of chatting like, oh, we've beaten everyone, we've beaten everyone. And they're like la laughing, laughing, laughing. But a whole time, I don't know if you noticed, saw this, but Sasha was like looking at the belt. She got laughing and staring at the belt. I think this is quite obvious where this is going. I think it's going to be, this, this, they'll feud for a few weeks, like the foursome, and then Sasha will turn on Bailey because that's the whole, that, that's, that's been the kind of rumored match. And I can't see a better match for SmackDown. I don't know if they are going to feud anymore. I think this is the end of the Naomi Lacey Evans thing. Hmm. Because very much the content of that promo afterwards was... By the way, in the match we should mention, Sasha's the one that got the pin yes. on Naomi. Thanks to Bailey's help, she interfered mm -hmm. with Naomi's split-legged moonsault. But, um, yeah, it was uh, Sasha got the pin. So Naomi pinned Bailey last week. But then Sasha pinned Naomi this week. Yes. Uh, so it's really putting over Sasha mainly. Um, but then, yeah, that, that, that promo is very much Bailey being like, we've beaten everyone. We're better than the Bella Twins. We're better than Carmella and Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans and Naomi. We're amazing. No one else can beat us, etc. So it really does look like, I think, after Elimination Chamber, yeah. SmackDown After is going to be the time where Banks... Turns on Bailey that Bailey's probably going to be cutting a promo with Banks in the ring, being like, "I don't have any challenges for WrestleMania. I'm the best." Yeah. And then Sasha will attack her. Uh, I don't know whether it's going to be a Bailey face turn or a Banks face turn. I don't really want Bailey to turn face At this so stage, soon after I turning think heel. It's going to be a Banks face turn. I also don't want Banks to turn face again because she's much better as a heel. So I don't. I, I don't think of, either of them is going to be a, be a good sort turn. of tweener where she's kind of a bit. I guess so. Badass. Talking about Bailey, like you, I know mm. uh, you were my best friend, and now you're nothing without me, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it can work. I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, it, it really feels like it's building towards that Banks Bailey uh, feud for Mania, probably. Uh, the match itself was uh, quite fun, as you yeah. mentioned, it was really good. I like the finish as well. Uh, Naomi went for the split like a moonsault. Bailey interfered with it. And then Sasha pulled her down and then did the double knees in the corner, yeah. stopping down on her, which I thought was really cool. Um, it's not very often she wins with that, but it's, no. it's a cool looking move, so I'm, I'm glad Meteora! she did. Sort of, but it wasn't yeah. Meteora to the, you know, the like yeah. shoulders. It was just in the chest, which is nice. Uh, Big E and Kofi are backstage doing a promo, and Big E, good, they, what did he take? They've just given him the direction of just do whatever you want. Literally you do anything. So he just comes out going, <laughs> and then like Kofi's talking, and then Biggie's just going in the background, sort of like it's got this 
a hyper child next and to him. He just screams in Charlie Caruso's face. She yeah. is just corpsing She's just going so hard. Literally, she is just cracking up the whole time they're mm. doing this. And basically, they just kind of go, well, we were, we did a gauntlet matches last year. We're great at this. We're going to win. We're going to win. Etc. They didn't stuff. win. Spoilers. Mm. Uh, then we get the Bailey and Banks promo that we just mentioned. Then we get uh, Sheamus versus Apollo Crews. And right before this match starts, Apollo's backstage. Shorty G comes up to him and just says, hey, man, I know you want to deal with Sheamus in your own way and all that stuff. But if you need help, I am here. If you, if you ever feel like you need a hand, just say the word. I'll I'll give you a hand. And he puts his hand out for a handshake, and Apollo's just like, no, and then just walks off. Nah. He doesn't do that. He just he doesn't, have done. doesn't take the handshake and just walks out. Uh, Cruz gets in some good offense here uh, for about a minute to a minute and a half, and then Sheamus just bro kicks him for the win. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I assume this is... A, Turning into a, an Apollo heel turn on Shorty G, probably. That's the one we want, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I literally was making my notes. I looked up and it was bro kick. Yeah. So I don't really know what else happened to match. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was, you know, standing moonsault. He did a couple of takedowny things. But yeah, it was very much a kind of bro kick win, lol. Uh, so I, I think it, it's probably going to be Apollo probably turning heel on Shorty mm. G. I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to an Apollo heel turn because he's a very good in-ring wrestler. He just has a very bad character of, you must come out and smile. He, yeah, so he, if he doesn't have to come out and smile, hopefully he can he, just get over might, his in-ring He might be very work. charismatic, but we wouldn't know that. But we wouldn't because, know, exactly. I mean, yes. he's just, if it's just Apollo being kicked to the moon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Apollo, yeah, get to the moon, I get it. Um, but uh, after that, Drew Gulak is backstage, uh, and Drake Maverick comes up to him and just says, hey man, you've been telling all these people how to beat Daniel Bryan. I want to beat Daniel Bryan. I want to fight Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, he starts pointing out a few things. He's like, well, you know, I don't know if you've got the stuff for it. You know, you've you got to think about things like his roundhouse kick, you know. Uh, what was it? Slide 115.5 or something like that. His roundhouse kick does this, that, and the other. And Daniel Bryan comes in. He's be like, hey, man, if you're so sure about all my weaknesses, that why don't we fight on Sunday at Elimination Chamber? I want to see that match. I think it's going to be really good. Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan are bloody awesome technicians. Really excited for that match. Yeah, I, I just hope it gets a bit of time. Yeah, me too. Because this is I pre-show, this is pre-show, pre-show, pre-show all over it, and those matches rarely get more than eight minutes. It's annoying because it's Daniel Bryan, so you'd hope not pre-show. Yeah. However, totally could be. Uh, but either way, Gulak Bryan uh, Elimination Chamber has been confirmed, which is great. Very much looking forward to that match. Uh, then we get that uh, women's tag team match that we mentioned earlier, Carmella and Dana Brooke versus Fire and Desire. Uh, like I said, they came out with Ziggler. Match itself was fine. Uh, he was worked down the babyface for a little bit. Dana Brooke got the hot tag, did a bit of offense, uh, but that's when Ziggler caused a distraction. Mandy Rose hit the knee onto, uh, with a really good looking knee onto Dana she Brooke. She has got a great knee. She does. She is. It's fantastic. Better than Kenny Omega. That about that one. You heard it here first, folks. That's that's a that's a bold claim. Mm. Uh, however, she hits really good running knee and uh, picks up the win over Dana Brooke, yep. uh, which is great. Uh, it looked like when Ziggler came out uh, to accompany them on the ramp, it looked like Mandy didn't know it was happening. She was like, "Oh, Ziggler, awesome, yeah, that's great." She doesn't look comfortable ring. with it. She's kind of like, it's like I don't know. Let's say you're at a party mm -hmm. and your friend's gone, right? You're, I know you're single, and I've, but I've got this really hot friend who I'm going to introduce you to. And you meet them like, oh, yeah, they are attractive, but then they turn out to be not that great a guy. But because you've kind of been set up with them for the night, you have to kind of 
talk to them for the night and just wait until the night's over. And then they'll go, oh, yeah, I'll totally text you. And they just don't text them. Mm -hmm. She looks like she's in that situation of, I've just been kind of put next to this guy and I'm expected to talk to him. Like at a family dinner, mm. you're like, oh, you'd really like my cousin. And then you put them next to him, you're like, yeah. oh, we don't have much yeah. in common. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, to me, it just seems like she is genuinely just like, he's a friend, mm. like, a, like a sort of friend, acquaintance friend. And she's like, oh, Ziggler's here. All right, cool. Like she's not gonna she's not gonna tell him to go away, no. but she's not overly thrilled with him being there or anything, which is quite nice. Um, then after that, my favourite part of the show, the Firefly Funhouse. Why did you like it so much, Pete? God, it was awesome. Okay, so we got the same video recap of earlier of Cena Fiend, which is whatever. Then it comes in with the Firefly Funhouse. All the pictures in the Funhouse have been replaced with uh, pictures of John Cena. Mm, good feng shui. It's very good. Uh, Wyatt turns around and says, now you might be wondering, why Cena? And Ramblin' Rabbit comes in and says, ooh, ooh, I know, I know. It's because he beat you six years ago at WrestleMania, leading to a downward spiral in both your professional and personal life. Oh, and as soon as he said that, I was like, whoa. And then Wyatt just kind of looks down at him and he just looks at the camera and just being like, uh, yeah, yeah, yowie wowie. <laughs> Which already, I'm so invested in this yeah, promo. It feels real. It feels so real. And then they show the clip from WrestleMania 30 where John Cena beat Bray Wyatt, which was legitimately the real downfall of Bray Wyatt because that's when he started losing all his feuds. That's when he started talking the talk and never backing it up and just yeah. losing everything. And he entered the actual downward spiral that they just mentioned. That was six years ago. That was six years ago. Uh, and yeah, they show that clip and then it comes back to why he's putting on his gloves and he says, you know, time can either hurt or heal you. Uh, and if it wasn't for Cena, the Firefly Funhouse wouldn't exist. So I forgive you. And I was like, that's great. Great stuff. However, and then he kind of looks down a little bit and goes, however, there's a catch. John Cena also helped create The Fiend. <gasps> he's fueled by vengeance, driven by pain, He's waiting at WrestleMania, and unlike me, he's not so forgiving. Life is a circle. This is very similar to the tweet he put out mm. after he lost the title to Goldberg. Life is a circle. No matter what beast you make of yourself or how bright one side is, the dark side inevitably comes round again. That's the beauty of a circle. Round and round we go. Let me in. I think he delivered it better. Of course he did. He's Bray Wyatt. I thought this was fan-bloody-tastic. I'm so invested in this match now because the announcement last week was lame. Mm -hmm. It was really bad, pointing at the sign. This has just made me go like, yep, yeah, so sold on this match now. Because yeah. the theory behind it is so simple. It's like the whole point of The Fiend is him going after the characters that have harmed him in previous years. Bray Wyatt as a character, people that have harmed him in previous years. John Cena is the epitome of a character that's damaged Bray Wyatt because he's the one that beat him, which started the descent of Bray Wyatt. That already is a fantastic story, and they set this up perfectly in this Firefly Funhouse. So even if you weren't around watching during WrestleMania 30 or at that time of wrestling, you know exactly what's happening. You know exactly what The Fiend wants. You know why he's doing it. You know why Cena wants this match. You know why Bray Wyatt wants this match. The whole concept of the Funhouse now feels like his whole purpose is to beat up John Cena. 
Changing all the pictures in the funhouse is such a brilliant, subtle touch because now it makes you feel like his whole purpose is just to beat John Cena. It doesn't matter about all this other stuff, all the Seth Rollins, all the Daniel Bryan, Goldberg, doesn't matter. It's all about John Cena now. And I thought it's a brilliant way to draw a line under everything that's happened with the title and the Universal title and Goldberg and Super Showdown. It's a great way to draw a line under it and just be like, hey, we've just got John Cena. That's all that matters. I'm so bloody excited for this match now. This was a wonderful promo. Did you like it? Yes. Yeah. Here's a thought. Yeah. John Cena last week walking up the ramp, play this promo. Mm-hmm then that's the match. You can just go, hey, John, blah, 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 all of this stuff, rather than... How great would that have been? Yeah. That would have been fan Because then you've got Cena going... Ooh. Sorry. Yeah, no. That, I, and then you could have maybe book Cena for two dates. You come out yeah. and go, look, I understand. Look, I, I ruined, or I did this, I buried him, I did all that. Like, that was in the past. I never meant to create this monster. That sort of thing. Because then it's kind of like, oh, you're building a more of a story than I'm even right. more invested. I'm just already invested in this match. Yeah. But what was last? I was just not yeah, last week, last week was really bad. Yeah, if, if they'd have done that last week, Cena does his promo, walks up the ramp, and suddenly on the Titans run, boom, you've got this promo from... Mm. Bray Wyatt talking about how he wants this match with John Cena at WrestleMania. And if you tell the story where for a couple of weeks Cena's like, no, I don't want this match. Mm -hmm. One, and it could be taken as both ways. It could be because he's scared of the fiend. Scared of the past. Scared of the past. Or it could be that he's legitimately like, no, I don't want to wrestle this match. I, I want to give the time to other people. I don't want this spot on the card. But the Fiend is the one that persists and is like, no, we're having this match. Maybe he gets physical, beats up John Cena or something like that. Something to send him over the edge for Cena to then be like, right, I'm in. I'm having this match and I'm actually, I'm going to beat you again. Then we'll see what happens. I'm still so invested though. Shut up. WrestleMania and then Cena went, you've got a point. Shut up. That was, that was terrible. Uh, despite last week, I'm well back on the bandwagon now. Yeah. Really excited for this match. I think it could be absolutely fan-bloody-tastic. I'm in. I'm so in. Uh, so in on it. Uh, but then after that, we got a recap of Goldberg and Reigns, and I got sad again. Because that promo last week With was so bad. much edited cheering, you wouldn't believe it. They went silent what? for the silent for Goldberg coming out because of the booing. And as soon as Reigns came out, it was like... I don't know, it was like Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 and something yeah. happened. It was like, okay. What a moment, mm. etc. cetera. Uh, Corbin is backstage being interviewed and he says that he and Reigns are finished. Mm. What? Say it again, Corbin. Please feed me that music to my ears. Did you just say that you and Roman Reigns have stopped feuding? Finally, Jesus. God, I was so happy when he said those words. Here's my prediction. What's that? Jeff Hardy's coming back soon. Mm-hmm. He's going to feud with Baron Corbin for several weeks. I think you might be right. Mm. Yeah. That is the uh, perf the, In WWE's eyes, that is the perfect opponent for a returning babyface. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I was thinking that it might have been uh, Sheamus, uh, Jeff Hardy, but apparently it might be Sheamus Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah. WrestleMania. Um, but uh, yeah, either way, Corbin does his interview and he's like, hey, I'm not talking about Roman Reigns. He's in the past. We're done now. Thank God. And then uh, he says, I'm here to talk about my plans for WrestleMania. And then Elias 
his guitar interrupts him and he says, Oh, what do you think you're doing? You're bad. You should bow down to the king. Remember when they used to be friends? They're in the mid-card vortex like six months ago. Yeah. Oh, well. But then he says, you should bow down to the king, and then he walks off. Okay. Uh, and then we get all the stuff we mentioned before about Otis and being backstage, and then the gauntlet match to end off the show. So overall, I thought this was a much better show. A much better show. Yes, this was a, this was a fine to good show, yeah. which was drastically better than what we've got in recent times. Uh, really into Cena, uh, Cena Fiend. Really into Otis, and that whole gauntlet match was a great way to build him. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm I think this I'm was the best SmackDown since I started doing this, and that was before Christmas. Yes, that's correct. That's so saying it's, it's the best SmackDown in quite some time, um, which is great. And I gave it a high three out of five. Yeah, I'd have given it a, the same. I think. Yeah, yeah th- th- be- three best, out of five. Best SmackDown of 2020. Three, three out, out of five. five. Jesus. So Andy. Mm. You've told me. You've mm. hyped this up quite a lot, that you have a brand new Datsun World problem. Yes. That you've experienced today. Today and Thursday. And Thursday. Okay. So if you've been listening to this for all a few weeks, you'll know that we get a lot of people saying, I'm losing weight, I'm doing really well, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here going, I'm in the other way. I'm in the other, o- other boat where I want to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, on Wednesday, because I had a day off, thought I'm going to go to Sainsbury's on my local supermarket and buy some, not some like loads of protein things, but like some high calorie, high protein mm-hmm. cereal, some yogurt uh, to have it with, um, some protein bars, things like that. The protein bars, as we just discovered, are, they don't taste bad, but it was like eating sand. Mm. Uh, the moisture, I actually had to go and get a glass of water because I couldn't eat what was in my mouth because of my, I don't have that much saliva in my whole body. <laughs> but the problem, Pete, mm. was the granola that I bought. Oh, no. Um, okay. Because, as you probably know, granola is m- largely made up of oats yes. and honey and things like that. Um, and it says on the box, one serving of granola, 45 grams. And mm-hmm. I measured out 45 grams. That was like one mouthful. Yeah. I thought, well, I'm going to have to do more than this. So I did about 100, 110 grams, which is mm-hmm. um, which is about 480 calories, kind of quite a lot of protein in that. So I was, I was thinking, this is great. What it did not take into account is how difficult to chew <laughs> granola <laughs> is. My teeth and jaw by the end of this. What? It was like I don't know what I'd been doing. It was like I'd been trying to, I don't know. Eat granola? Eat a whale. (laughs) My teeth were so sore afterwards because I was just like, eventually making porridge in my mouth. (laughs) Like, I was like a mother bird. Yeah. Just slowly grinding this stuff down. By the end of it, I was exhausted. Yeah, I I will admit, uh, I went through a phase of granola and stuff. Mm. It made my jaw ache by the end of it. Yeah, it's, it's it's a workout. To try and eat granola, yeah. It's literally, yeah. <laughs> I had so much of it as well, and because I had yogurt with it, by the end of it, I was like, I, I couldn't eat anything more. Mm. I sort of lost all the last three spoonfuls. And, oh my God, oh, what am I doing with my life? There's, there's surely an easier way, but there isn't an easier way. Um, <laughs> Just pre blend it. I'm going to start having smoothies as well at breakfast. Mm, that's a good um, idea. 
But yeah, no, the, the yogurt really helped though, because the other day I had it with milk and it was much more difficult. Oh, that's gross also. Um, I'm, a big, I'm a big milker. Um, yeah, I know you are. I would go from the teat if I could. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, no, I, I had, I got, uh, I went to Sainsbury's, uh, like I said, and I could not believe how much people have been panic buying because of coronavirus. Mm, like, totally. There was, there was no pasta. Yeah. At all, apart yeah. from like the super posh organic stuff, and people let so I had to buy this <laughs> yeah. s- like organic spelt spaghetti, and I was mm. like, I'm "Never doing this again." And then the yogurt, all of the Sainsbury's own yogurt was gone, so I had to I had to go for a bit posh. I went for Yo Valley. Oh my god! Um, organic raspberry yogurt, which really helped. I mean, I'm a big I'm a big raspberry yogurt fan. Raspberry. <laughs> Strawberry. I love how this happens, by the way, every week. <laughs> Whenever you come up with a new point, you start looking at the camera and pointing when we're doing a podcast so they can't I'm see ca- that. I'm, I'm born for the camera. Totally. Strawberry outside of the compote jam and fruit work and, and kind of preserve world mm-hmm. is the superior fruit, superior berry. However, once it becomes a compote, yogurt, fruit, preserve, jam, jelly, raspberry becomes the better flavour. You are probably the poshest man I've tell ever me met I'm, in Tell my me life. I'm wrong, Swath Nation, but that, that is, is hilarious. 100% true. I even prefer raspberry frutella over strawberry frutella. And strawberry sure. frutella is the I most... I haven't had frutella since strawberry I was about Strawberry frutella nine, is the so. Roman reigns. I mean, I really like it, but it's over-pushed in the frutella world. <laughs> um, raspberry is a... How can a, th- a flavour be over-pushed? Raspberry and blackberry are the best frutella flavours. I haven't had frutella since I was about nine, so I you can't should. tell it's you. You should. It's the best. I'm sure they're great. I just don't have sweets. I bring in often. sweets. I you know you them. do. And you, you have them. I don't. Laurie has a lot of them. Laurie also drinks my Pepsi Maxes, which I, li- <laughs> I, I I had five Pepsi Maxes when I left the office on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came in on Thursday, and I had two two Pepsi Maxes. Yep. Laurie has been drinking my Pepsi Maxes. Yep. By the way, spoiler for that quiz we had on Twitter. I was the Pepsi Max. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. Mm. We put up a picture on our Twitter and I believe on our Instagram as well. And everyone thought you were a child. <laughs> yeah, that's you. We put up pictures of the tea round in the office mm. and what everyone's tea would look like. We had uh, a, a peppermint tea. We had uh, like a tea with very little milk. We had mm. a tea with coconut milk. We had a can of Pepsi Max and then a couple of like normal looking teas and we're like, Whose is whose? Mm. Loads of people said I was the Pepsi Max and I was offended because the Pepsi Max is absolutely so you. Should we go through what the actual answers were? Because, I mean, it's, I can um, just go through them now. I know what the tea round is because unlike you, I actually no, I know, make drinks for the office, Andy. Well, no one makes me. M- 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 yeah, because you don't have hot drinks. That's probably. I know, but I just mean in the order that they are in okay, the Okay, right. Of course, we have the glass of milk, which is, of course, Ollie's. Uh, so yeah, we had in the top left we had the Pepsi Max, which was yours, which was mine. Yep. Uh, second in we had the peppermint tea, which is Adam Blompier. Yes, it is. Number I, three. I do like it when he gets that because it's just a small, small waft of it comes to me now and then. It is quite refreshing. Maybe you should try it. No. Okay. Number three was a glass of milk, which mm-hmm. was Ollie's, obviously. Uh, number four, I believe, is the coconut milk one. Mm-hmm. I can't be between four and six. 
which one it is. Either way, one of them is the coconut milk, which is Laurie's. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one just doesn't have very much milk, which is Luke's. And the other one is just a normal goddamn tea, and it's mine. I think coconut milk left, you are in the middle. Correct. Um, I know that one's mine. Luke is the dark one. I know I'm number five. Because <laughs> Who's it, the dark one? Because it's a bloody normal tea. I just have a normal tea. I also sometimes drink Ribena. I'm not a tea man unless I'm really tired. I don't. I don't. Oh, drink. you need that loads of caffeine. That I don't you find drink in tea. coffee at all. Oh yeah, no, I, I struggle. I, I, I had a mocha coffee. the other day, and I was like, oh god. I my dad and I once bought. Uh, I got a hot chocolate. He bought a coffee. We put mm. them in the cent. He's got like two. Oh, no. He's got quite a big car. He's got two kind of central. He's got a cup holders. Cup situation. holders. Yeah. yeah. And I just reached down and grabbed his latte and sprayed his dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even keep it in. I was so shocked by the oh, disgusting flavour because I just really don't like. Like growing up, I've told him this now, but I had genuine like tra trauma when he would come in before he went to work and like mm. say goodbye, give me a hug when I was young. The smell of coffee on his breath. I genuinely, I would hold my breath for that entire encounter because I hated when he was talking to me and I was like, stop breathing in my face, Dad. Okay, so when you say. Trauma, you mean you didn't like it? Yeah, I was traumatized, Pete. Every morning I would be shaking. <laughs> I would be, I'd be like, like I'd had too much coffee. Anyway, yeah, exactly. have we got any? Anyway, other ones? no, we have got uh, an, just a, an email here oh. from Alex who <gasps> says, uh, in the spirit of Elimination Chamber. Hi, Pete and Andy. Hope you're both well. Mm. Uh, I was watching the tag team, uh, the tag team Elimination Chamber match. So the one they, the previous one they've done. Yes. Um, the other day, uh, had a few thoughts. I liked. I I would like your take on. In a kayfabe world, how is the order of entrance decided? For example, in the tag team match, the New Day have all three members in their pod, and they get to enter last. I know they say it's random, but they also helped out the authority to allow all three in and just happened to enter last. Also, the top babyface is usually starting the match as has, <coughs> excuse me, is usually starting the match as has to always try to overcome the odds. I know it's all storyline and unlike the Royal Rumble, they don't know when their pod will open, but wondered if you asked, if you asked WWE in a kayfabe world, how would they answer? Sometimes it all seems too convenient. Anyway, just a random thought I had. Love the podcast and all the work you do. Cheers, Alex. I mean, obviously it's convenient it's booked that way, but, uh, the New Day are always in first because you get the Aww I mean, place. everyone does their entrance anyway. No, I know, but they always start with the New Day, as, as you've noticed. Like, they started last oh, night as in and like, the match. As in... Just the entrance-wise. Right, right, right. So, they, so they're in the pods first, because yeah, obviously yeah. The, the order of the entrance they yeah. do. You're very unlikely to get the New Day starting the match, I think, mm. um, unless it's Kofi. Unless it's Kofi. Like last year. But... I guess in a cafe world, it's the same as the Royal Rumble. You pick a you pick a number. You go, mm. okay, on this one, and then the terms of entering the match, it'll be a randomizer, like like you yes. can get on the internet. Yeah. You can go, oh, random dice or random name generator. You'll go random pod number, and it'll just press a button. It'll go flash, yeah. flash, flash. This yep. one. And of course, it seems too convenient. They're booking storylines. Yeah. They can just go, what a coincidence. Mm. The two people we wanted to keep apart, one of them has started the match, and one of them is the last person to enter. What a, what a coinky dink. Um, but thank you for your email, Alex. Appreciate it. Now we'll get on to some Datsun World problems. Mm. We've got a couple here. Uh, we've got one here from Jeremiah. <gasps> Great Who name. says, I've got a real aching Datsun World <sighs> problem. While at work, 
I like to connect my laptop to one of the monitors to have a larger display. Mm. But when I uh, when I so have to have a larger display. Mm. But when I have to plug my headphones into the laptop, they aren't detected on the audio end due to the HDMI cable already being plugged in. So every time I need to use my headphones, I have to unplug the HDMI, plug the headphones in, and then plug the HDMI back in, and it drives me bananas every single time. And it makes me wonder what I did to deserve such a harsh trial to have to endure every day of my life. Much love to you all, Jeremiah. Uh, Bluetooth headphones, surely. <laughs> Would be the obvious solution here. I mean, I know there. Stop crapping on people's Datsun world problems. No, no, no. Because I was about to throw to you because I know you have a similar issue with connection with your mouse. Mm. Tell us about your mouse, Pete. Because my my uh, I have a Bluetooth mouse and Bluetooth headphones also uh, that I use in the office uh, because I like don't like to talk to anyone while I'm in the office because mm. I hate everyone. Um, uh, so when I'm, but my laptop, for some reason, it's it's like, oh, there's two Bluetooth things. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so anytime I'm trying to like listen to music and also use my mouse, it's just like, uh. You start putting your mouse on your ear because it's playing music, and then yeah, you're, you're just rubbing your stuff. headphones on the desk to try and use them <laughs> as a mouse. Oh, it just goes crazy. Yeah. So my, um, my, my music completely lags out. My mouse will just like dr like really lag across the screen. Mm. It's 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 terrible. But then sometimes it'll work completely fine. It's like, well, make your mind up. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my dad's. No, when I, when I when I get it's my next pay, I think I might get some proper because I've got these headphones which I use all the time, but they are mm. kind of on ear, um, mm. which after a while can get quite uncomfortable because just kind yeah. of pressing down your ears. So I might try and get some sort of proper sound cancelling over ear ones, because mm. my brother has got one and my lady partner's got some, and they are phenomenal. Because yes. when I go onto good. a tube, I can't listen to music because I can't hear it over the mm, noise of the course, tube, yeah, but yeah, I would yeah. like to be able to do that one day. Yeah. It's a goal. Uh, well, thank you very much for your email, Jeremiah. Hope mm. that problem gets solved for you yeah, at some Bluetooth, point. Mate. Yeah, Bluetooth, uh, We've got another one here from Austin. Austin Tussie. Austin, Texas. Who says, yep, yeah, uh, who says, hey, Pete. I have an Andy World problem. It's interesting how that people, some people call it an Andy World problem, some mm. people call it a Datsun World problem. Even though we have definitely marketed it as Datsun yeah. World problem. That's fine. I have an Andy World problem. I play guitar <gasps> at my church every week. That is a problem. We use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Uh, we use in ear monitoring and we can have eat. Sorry. We use in-ear monitoring, and we can each have our own mix of whatever instruments we want. Mm. There's an app on my phone to adjust the levels of each instrument in our ears. But there's a bug on Apple now that the channels aren't labeled. So now, instead of adjusting on my phone, I have to tell the sound guy the adjustments I need. I have to actually have verbal interactions with another human. What happens when I ask for more of something and he adds too much, and I have to ask him to turn it back down? As you could imagine, I am outraged. Austin Tussie. I, 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 I'm, trying to, I'm trying to relate to this problem. <laughs> <laughs> you can relate um, to something, though, not working properly, and you have to tell someone about it. Yeah, no, I can imagine that's very frustrating. I uh, can actually weirdly relate to this. So an, uh, a former partner of mine was in a, I imagine he's in a worship band, which is, um, it's like a kind of, 
it's quite a modern thing in, in churches, I think. It's like not so much a choir where you actually have like mm. people write like almost like pop music yeah. um, about about their, their deity. Um, and yeah, so she was like a singer in, in one of these bands. Um, and I, 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 I'm not going to, to pretend I am because I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not religious, but I would, I would go and watch her, her do her mm -hmm. her thing. Do her thing. Yeah. Um, it's so catchy. Yeah. It's all kind of quite folky. Um, it's not like thrash metal about about Jesus. <laughs> um, but no, it was really cool. And uh, no, it bec and because it's in a church that it's not sort of set up for a band. So they did. They, it was bit of quite a lot of teething when they were sort of starting because mm. you'd have one guy kind of trying to fix everything. The one, the one guy who, who in the church congregation who happened to be like a mixer, um, he would sort of come along and try and fix everything. And then the, obviously there would be one microphone where no one could hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, she was horrible, but... Uh, I'm glad we're still on topic yeah. of uh, this person, but, yeah, this person's problem. Um, I think I don't, I don't know how to what, what to suggest there. I yeah, we're not supposed to suggest anything. I want to help him. No, what we're supposed to do is empathise with their problems. Dad, okay, and just tell them it'll be okay. Okay, watch this. Oh, Austin. Oh, man, that's horrible. Perfect, Oscar-worthy performance. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for your email, Austin. Uh, and thank you all for listening. That's probably all the time we've got for this week on the uh, WrestleTalk podcast. Thank you for sending in your Dats and World Problems. And please send in more. Mm. Pete at WrestleTalk.com. Send in your Dats and World Problems or any other things you want to chat about. And we'll probably chat about it on here. Mm. Um, uh, or we could chat about it if you want to hear me and Laurie chat about it. We can send in some emails for me and Laurie. We'll talk about that on the NXT podcast too. Uh, but we're going to be back on Monday because we've got the review of the Elimination Chamber with Laurie and Luke. Really excited for that one. Then we're back with Raw and NXT and AEW and SmackDown and the Friday show. All that good stuff. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I love you all. Goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. 
It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Acast.com.